0: Does have it all. All of our pre owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128 point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties a two year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty, and a 30 day 1,000 mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Hubler has it all. It could not be more perfect out to start a Monday here in terms of the weather. Good morning to you, Jake Quarry, along with Kevin Bowen, Mark Dykton. Nine o'clock hour underway here in Indy. It's a nine o'clock hour technically everywhere in the Eastern time zone. Um, last week, we, we heard earlier in the program from Obi Toppin, newest pacer who comes from New York. Then, of course, the big free agent signing was that of Bruce Brown Jr., who comes from Denver. And he met with the local media. Was that Thursday, guys?
1: Yes, Thursday. Sounds last right, week. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And... Thank you to the Pacers for having us out there and then afterwards allowing each of us the opportunity to talk to him. So I got a chance to talk to Bruce Brown Jr., who really nice guy. He had with him his agent. Um, family members were with him. And kind of a soft-spoken guy, but, but really friendly. And I asked him a, a series of different questions to kind of get to know him a little bit and just find out exactly his thought process now of joining Indiana. This is a player that has played for the Nets, then went obviously played with the Nuggets, wins a championship, now comes here. Tyrese Halliburton had called him because Halliburton knew that they had interest in Bruce Brown. Halliburton wanted to play with him, made a phone call, gave a sales pitch. The New York Knicks had also talked to Brown, but he chose Indiana. Part of that probably is the money that he's going to get. For the Pacers, they needed to meet a salary floor in terms of the salary cap, but also my first question for him was this, and we had talked about this, guys, on the show. Whenever you win a championship, players get plucked away from championship-winning teams, and oftentimes the fact that they were on a championship-winning team seems to prioritize for for a new franchise over exactly what they do because it's like, well, but the thing is, he just won a ring, so he's a, he's a winner. And then I think guys get miscast because they get placed into situations that are bigger than what they are used to being, and they're just not, used, they're not able to handle that. And in the case of Bruce Brown, that was my question for him was, in terms of the role that he sees for himself with Indiana, is Indiana going to ask him to be basically the same player he was in Denver, or... Or is Indiana going to ask him to be a more elevated role, which asks more of him than what he has been used to? And here's what Bruce Brown had to say about it.
2: Um, I think that would be up to coach um, or what I do on the court. Um, I don't really see it in any kind of way on the offensive end. Um, but defensively, KCP was the start, starting on the best offensive player. And next year, I'll be doing that, hopefully. Um, so on the defensive end, yes, uh, a big step up. But the offensive end, um, if it happens, it happens.
0: By the way, he's talking about Caldwell Pope there and when he says KCP, former teammate in Denver.
1: You know, I think something, maybe watching Saturday night, or yeah, Saturday night, it got me thinking about the Pacers summer league. You know, Jairus Walker and Bruce Brown, they have got two different body types of guys that excel in the defensive end of the floor, and I think when you think about the guards and the wings of the Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum types... I do think those will be kind of Bruce Brown sorts of assignments. You know, maybe a Giannis falls a little bit more into the Jairus Walker type of assignment. Um, A little bit of a longer guy that could, you know, I don't know, just hope and pray that does something to slow him down. But it's like now we talk about the Patriots with legit options. And I don't think we've had that in several years for them from a defensive standpoint. And it's versatile options that, You know, I feel like the Pacers have often been hunted from an opposing offense that says, oh, wait, I'm going to find, you know, the week two, three defenders. Oh, wow, you have a lot of them out on the floor. Uh, This is going to be easy to try and get that matchup that we want to exploit, whether it's, you know, whatever, we want Sabonis guarding a guard or, you know, something like that. And I feel like when you're able to put a Bruce Brown out there, you're able to put a Jairus Walker out there, now you limit the uh, other team's ability to, again, try and kind of play that you know, checkers versus chess game with you because that is so much of what I think the NBA is about advantage-wise. Hey, try and create that with you. Um, Bruce Brown seems like a pretty serious dude, Jake, when he was meeting the media. Just seems like it, like nothing crazy expansive with his answers. Uh, loves country music, right? He does. Big fan of that and is a guy that I think is pretty all business.
0: Seemed very down to earth. I mean, just very, like, not overly caught up in um, – the hype, so to speak, just kind of focused on what he needs to do. That includes his defense, which is something that, you know, it's one thing to have the athleticism and to have the ability defensively. It's another to know that you, the defense is your calling card and to have just strictly a mentality about it every time you step on the floor, which it appears as though that's exactly the thought process when it comes to defense of Bruce Brown, Jr clearly that's how you see it
2: too yeah yeah i'm a defensive-minded player um that's how i got my niche in the league that's how i've stayed in the league so um i don't really worry about the offensive end i'll take care of itself. but the defensive end is where i proud of
0: now the thing is with that when you go out on the floor and you're playing defense like that you're always trying to overcome somebody right and shut them down and for bruce brown jr i think the thing that's interesting former five-star recruit then goes to miami plays at miami a little bit off the radar Later round pick or a later pick in the NBA draft. And now what I believe is what his third team in four years. So question is, Bruce, are you kind of a guy that's always having to prove yourself?
2: I think it's just always me trying to prove myself um, and then prove to other people that how good I am. Um, and that doesn't change here. Um, I still got to prove that I can do it on both ends of the floor, but definitely the defensive end. Um, and and uh, have a huge impact on, on this team.
0: Do you remember David West? sure yeah it, it, it seems to me like he has kind of a david west type mentality like david west was clearly the adult in the room right oh yeah Capital although
1: a d ult there were times
0: with david west where i felt like he he was a little more bark than bite but he did have a tone about him thaddeus young is the same way right and the pacers lacked that Kevin, they've lacked that, right? They who who was there? You know, who's the guy? Did you, last year, if there had been problems in the locker room, who was the guy that you felt like was going to stand up and, and be like, no, it stops right here? Who was that guy?
1: Yeah, I mean, probably you know, George Hill or James Johnson. You know, you got to go way down the bench for that. I don't know if TJ McConnell would fall into that boat. I mean, you tend to go with some veteran guys. Yeah, I obviously the Halliburton will continue to grow into wanting more of that. Um you know, I think on the floor they've got some guys that just bring a presence. Like I think TJ McConnell brings a presence on the floor of a, you know, standard to play to. Benedict Matherin, I think, brings that as well. I think a guy like Jarrus Walker, I mean, you, you watch him even in small burst on Saturday, you certainly see a guy that is gonna kinda meet the Yeah, I like watching him play. And I think Bruce Brown is is like that. You can't have a team full of those guys because you obviously need just some absolute you know, stud scores in an NBA that if you aren't scoring 110, 120 a night, you're going to get run off the floor. But over the course of an 82-game season where there's lulls and there's kind of quiet moments, guys that are just going to show up and give it 82 nights out of the year, that can be the difference where they're at from a standing standpoint. And obviously, I think we still have one big domino to fall, Jake, here in the NBA, maybe two, if you want to throw James Harden situation in there. But the Damian Lillard one's a big one. And, you know, Lillard coming to Miami would certainly impact the Eastern Conference. I I really think the goal for the Pacers this season should be a playoff berth that's not in the play-in. I, I, oh, I'd I, agree with that. I look at them and think five, six seed. And I think that's realistic. I think that should be the goal. Uh, Halliburton has done a lot of these various interviews now that he's out in Vegas. A little bit more kind of a national focus from it. And even just with his answers, and obviously it's good to hear if you're a Pacers fan, He's kind of like, all right, you know, enough of this. You know, we're Indiana. We surprised some teams last year. You know, here I am. You know, change of scenery for me. Like, it's time to now win. And it's time to learn how to win, know how to win, get used to that, play in bigger moments, all of those things. I think the whole plucky, cute story from last year can kind of be put to the side now. It's time to have some tangible results.
0: You know, the... For guys like Brown, and and I think those results come partially, Kevin, in solidifying your roster, perhaps moving forward. Rick Carlisle had said on Thursday that he thought it was possible that they could move up into the 45, even 50 win range. If that were the case, then certainly you're talking four or five seed in the next step of this Pacers rebuild. For Brown, you look at it and you go, okay, so the New York Knicks called. Tom Thibodeau's a defensive minded coach. Seems like that would be a fit. Madison Square Garden's probably the coolest venue in basketball, and certainly New York is the media capital of the world. But he chooses the Pacers, which leads to the question. For Bruce Brown Jr., what exactly drew him to Indianapolis?
2: Uh, just the perfect fit, as I said. The first, the number one in transition. Um, I love to get out and run, um, throw lobs, just have fun out there. Um and then the players here, they want to win. Um, Buddy, Miles, they've been in the league for a few years, so just try to come here and help.
0: Two-year deal, right, Kevin?
1: Yeah, second-year team option, which, again, that is something that I don't think you can overlook. If for some reason this does not go according to plan or, you know, I hate to think like this, but you know, what if there's a big injury that happens to your team and all of a sudden the Pacers aren't in that five six seed and they miss the playoffs and now you're like, oh boy, we're kind of resetting some things? Then you can maneuver how you would like to. So, in both these moves, the trade for Obi Toppin and the deal for Bruce Brown, nothing is on the books outside of this year. And then in Bruce Brown's case, you've got a team option if you want it for next season. Pacers got tons of cap space, tons of cap space next year and that's with Halliburton's extension kicking in
0: and so that makes you wonder if Bruce Brown doesn't go into this year you raised the point Kevin I thought it was a great point last week when we were talking about it you're like look does he basically see this as yet another contract year because even though he got the big contract he wants to extend it perhaps even more so uh so that is the question for Bruce is it a contract year for him listen
2: I need to prove myself every year I'm every time I'm out on the floor and I'm and I will do that
0: you got to like that answer. Straight right? to the
1: point. Yeah. I like the uh, Pacers' jerseys the other night in Summer League.
0: What did you like about them?
1: I, I just thought they were clean and crisp, simple, just aggressive, navy blue. The gold stood out. You know, the Pacers' jersey— I thought the letters weren't anything crazy. I was a fan of them.
0: The Pacers' jersey that doesn't get enough love is. And they, I think it was like 85, 86, 87. So like a three-year stretch where they wore them. Reggie wore them as a rookie. I think of them as the Wayman Tisdale jerseys. But they were like a royal blue, and they had pacers across the chest, and it had kind of the, the, the in-motion print, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I think yeah. that's an underrated. there's probably the,
1: a similar time frame to this hat, right? The the corduroy
0: hat? Yeah, the corduroy hat. There's 87, 88. That hat is sweet. I also like the Pacer shorts that has the, the old Pacer logo on the hip. Like, that's the way to go with that. Hmm. As opposed to on the... Closer to the knee? No, or... like on the side. Like, the the, the there was like maybe oh, one year... You, you, you don't
1: mean like the hip of where you would wear the shorts. I see what you're saying.
0: Like, on the, yeah, on the side. The uh-huh. side hip. Um, listen, these are all things that, you know, Bruce Brown, in terms of the jerseys that he's going to wear, um, places where he might be able to watch live music, maybe Restaurants, You know, there's all kinds of things to know about a city when you are coming into it for the first time. I don't know how much Bruce Brown uh, knew about Indianapolis other than the fact that it wasn't New York and he turned down the Knicks to come here. So I guess that's the question. What's he know about our fair city? I need to learn a lot. I don't
2: really know too much about the city um, except the Indy 500, the Colts.
0: Now I hear you like country music. Love country music. So, so, if you were to go to a concert here, who
2: would I would it be? definitely. Uh, it'd be Luke Holmes, Morgan Wallen, but I'll, I'll let it go to all of them. Like so, I like,
0: don't. Farm Aid is supposed to come in here. Will you go to that? Who's that? Farm Aid's like one of these conglomerate. Oh, when it's is got that? like a. I think it's. I don't know. They're supposed to announce it later today. I might be spilling the beans. I don't
2: know. I would, I would go. Yes, 100%. All right. So, we need to make sure you get to Farm Aid. That's Yes, I right. would definitely be there. If all right. Country's there. I'm there.